crazy world what we can do? We never stop learning. Welcome everyone to another segment of Rita's World on a rainy morning here in Burbank. My dear, dear friend or guest who is a friend that I met on the airplane going to Portland, Oregon. We'll talk about that. Her name is Kayla Isaacson. And Kayla, she is a social worker for the L.A. County. And I met Kayla. We both were going to Portland, Oregon on the weekend to spend time with our friends and relatives. Mm -hmm. Well, Kayla was talking to this young boy sitting next to her. And I said, how do you know how to talk to this little boy? Oh, she said, I'm a social worker. I said, but you, he's talking up a storm. He's telling you about his brother and his whatever. And so Kayla, tell us, how, how did you learn how to do that? You, you went to college, right? I did. I did. I've always actually had an interest in working with children. I never knew what that was going to look like in my life and career and future. I thought I was going to be a teacher. I, you know, went to the school system for a little bit in that regard. And it just wasn't quite what it wasn't quite a fit. It was never quite a fit Uh until I um, actually did some traveling in different different third world countries and things like that and kind of came back around and learned that social work is is kind of a, a calling of mine. Um, so I ended up going back to school, getting my master's um, at UCLA for social welfare. And now I work in um, Los Angeles County as a child social worker. And so, yeah, it's really, I've always had a natural, I would say, gift for communicating with children. But now that I have this education and this career, it's really um, honed my skill set a lot. So it's an yeah. art, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's an art. It is a definite art, yes. To, to bring the children out, to talk to them, to let them feel comfortable. And uh, I, I'm amazed. I was amazed with the way you handled this little boy. and Because his mother was sitting across the aisle with two other children. Mm-hmm. So he had to, he, there was no room for him there. So, <laughs> But he just enjoyed that whole flight with us. <laughs> and you know, it's funny you say it is an art. Because even how you and I are here talking, you know, we're, we've been programmed how to do this we know it's it's easy to sit down with an adult and communicate and we know the social cues and all of those things but with children you know there's no it's limitless it's it's no there's no rules really you know they're they're playing they're doing their own thing and so I always try to find loopholes around you know you kind of observe them in their environment and how can I how can I make a statement that's going to make them feel comfortable enough to open up Great. You know, or excited enough. Yeah. Or it's, it's a little more of a puzzle piece than it is with adults. I of course. Yes. Well, I, my experience with an intelligent uh, social, not social worker, but she was a psychologist, was when my children were very young. I took, mm-hmm. took them to preschool. And I recommend that for everybody. Because, you know, in school, even through high school, nobody teaches you how to be a parent. Mm, yes. Yeah. So go That's to true. preschool and have a, take your children and then the children play with their toys and everything and you, the teacher talks to the mothers or fathers. Yes. And this lady said, children need love when love seems least deserving. Mm. I thought, wow. Mm. Because when they're acting up and everything, 
rather than spanking them and all this violent stuff. That's so negative. Find a way to communicate. I used to put hot... My my kids were young enough, and we'd take hot baths together, Mm -hmm. and we'd communicate. Mm -hmm. They would talk about everything when we were relaxed and on the same level. That's it. That's it. You, what you just said, it's finding that that same level, yeah. right? Because we're here with all of our uh, intellect and our life experiences, you know, but there's such a simplicity when it comes to children. And so it's coming from that perspective. And what you said, it really is communication. It really is. That's it. Yeah. And that's how the world could get along, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, nobody's really better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. I say we're just molecules. And we are really, but some molecules think they're better than others. But it's okay if you do think that way. But if we really want to get along, let's communicate. And and you notice with the lack of communication, even in relationships, there's so much room. We have so much room for interpretation. Yes. It's someone else's interpretation to come in if you're not communicating, you know, appropriately. And then it's always assumptions are always um a dangerous ah, dangerous thing i think <laughs> absolutely yeah. absolutely keep an open mind yeah and uh, communicate with each other <laughs> and get along with your neighbors oh boy the rain is really coming down, down. that's good we need the rain <laughs> yes, in southern california yes, we do. my plants yes, are happy <laughs> kayla so what are the most poignant memories that you have in the work you have. Do you have anything? Definitely. I would say what comes to mind is, um, you know, positive and negative. Definitely. I think positive experiences affect just as much as negative, just, you know, different ways. But, um, I'll definitely say I worked in, um, a group home and foster care, um, for foster youth, uh, prior to working in the County, the position I'm in right now and working with that type of youth population, you know, they, like I said, they're foster children. They have not been able to find homes in, in foster families. So uh-huh. they're in a group home setting. It's very structured. Um, and they've been through a lot of abuse. They've been through a whole lot. Wow. Um, they're, you know, at risk for gang life. They're at risk for addiction. They're at risk for a lot of things. We're dropping out of school for prostitution. You name it. Wow. And so building building a type of, you know, my main goal was a type of therapeutic relationship with them. But beginning to do that was a very complicated thing because their guards are sky high, understandably. So getting through that guard was, I think, the most challenging. I worked with, I remember, a 13-year-old teenage girl for quite some time. And it took me, I mean, I think I went into a cocky because I, I am very good at communicating, especially with kids, and but not with her. I could not really? get through. You I could not through. get through to her, oh. and so I I kept at it. I kept at it every day, every day, every day. But it was the same. It was a it was a it was a wall. She would cuss me out. She one time she was Ooh. she was in a fight with another girl. I tried to break it up. She ended up hitting me in the face. It was just continual um, blocks with this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I took it as a challenge, and then. Long story short, she, um, she started, I could tell, um, you know, she put on this hard front for everyone, but then there would be little moments where I'd be, um, you know, getting her ready for bed or certain things. And I remember this one moment, it sounds so simple and odd, but she asked me, she said, um, is it okay if I play with your hair? And she started playing. And that was the, 
most gentle thing that I had ever seen out of her. And she started playing with my hair. And then that kind of started, it started this relationship where I would do her hair. I, and she would ask me, she's like, can you do my hair tonight? And I would brush it and I'd do your hair. And in those moments, she became a little girl. Like she was 13, but she's been through so much trauma. So that means that she skipped her childhood, essentially. Uh, She skipped all those things. She skipped all the sweet, soft, you know, childlike things. But there's still a child inside of there, you know, but it's not being, no one's addressing that child. They're addressing the poor behaviors, the, the profanity, the, you know, she's finding, you know, knives and things and cutting herself. And so those, that little moment started this thing between her and I she would play with my hair I would brush her hair I'd do her hair before bed every night and she was so sweet and gentle I remember one night she even asked me do you think you could tuck me in bed but she said don't tell anyone I'm doing oh how don't tell anyone of course because it was private she said she's the the ringleader of all the girls she doesn't want to know she's being asked to be tucked in bed she goes don't tell anyone can you tuck me into bed? Oh, so that kind of started. That, that makes me happy. That took a while. It took probably six months or so. It took a while to get to that point. But I remember when I felt that, it was such a, I think that was the one of the more breakthrough, like beautiful breakthrough moments that I felt. But it was in such simple, simplicity. It wasn't this, you know, articulate, like, no, no. Kayla, like, you've helped me, so no, I feel no. so much. No, it, it was... Subtle. I had tapped into somehow a piece of her child that had been so, so, you know, masked by trauma. Ah. And I was able to tap into that, and so that kind of cracked something open, and so little by little, we developed this more soft relationship where she would open up to me about her trauma, her childhood trauma, um, obviously won't go into any of that, but, um, she, yeah, little by little opening up and I just start to, started to see her kind of flourish and kind of change and, um, develop that relationship. And she, like I said, I think there's something so therapeutic in just being able to disclose what she had been through. Cause no one really knew, right, you know, right. it all been buried inside. And, mm-hmm. and you know, the thing that she said to me at one point, um, cause at one point she did, um, she had a little incident where she would call it a wall. She did take off. She a wall. She, you know, was a part of the bad crowd. She came back though And I remember I was so torn up about it because I felt like very protective over this girl. She came back and the thing she said to me, actually, she was so scared that she was going to, I was going to be so disappointed. I wouldn't want to work with her anymore. Uh And I came back the next day to work. Um, You know, it's hard. We, we had to hash a few things out, but I came the next day to work and I'll never forget what she said to me. She said, um, I can't believe you came back. And I said, what, what do you mean? I can't like, I, I'm, I have no reason to not come back. Why wouldn't I come back? She said, well, because I messed everything up. Mm. Like you, you've done a lot for me. And then I just, I left on your, like, it made me look bad as a a staff, as a worker. Like she left, she left the campus and, um, they're very savvy. They, they do that all the time. But she said, I just can't believe you came back. No one never is consistent like that. (sighs) And in that moment, I realized these kids, the main thing, it's like, they're looking for consistency. They need Consistency love. and love, plain and simple. You know, I am working on becoming a therapist actually right now. I'm in the process of being licensed. But, you know, there's so many therapeutic modalities and, you know, things you say. But when it really, and I am not, and I, I believe in all of that, but 
when it really gets down to it, <laughs> it's so simplistic to say that it's consistency and it's love. That's it. And it's showing up. That's it. And that speaks louder than walking someone through a whole therapeutic modality. It speaks to, you know, I see you're worthy, you're valuable, I'm going to show up for you. And Did she ever hug you? She did, yes. Oh, that's oh, yeah. good. Had, I wanted not to in the beginning. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I took a hit to the face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. She did. She hugged me. She What was funny, because she, she was a little more rough around the edges, she would play rough with me. She would kind of like, like, you know, grab me and be a little, but that was her way of like being physically affectionate oh, okay. and things like that. Okay. And, but she would play with my hair and that was kind of a, kind of our thing. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. That's that's a good feeling. Yeah. So that's that's one of those that really st- has stuck with me, and that was quite a long time ago. So that that's probably the foundation I think that I stand on um, when I kind of when I'm struggling. I think in my career with building rapport with um, you know kids, I I do look back to that. That's yeah. good. That's in the back of your head. You it say. Is. I did it once. I can do it yes. again. And it's worth it. And it's worth it. It's worth every time when you feel like you're not going to break through to someone. Because I think it can be so easy to say, well, that person's never going to change. No. They're not going to change. No. So no. why am I putting all my effort into this? I've done all that I can do. They're, they're, they're lost cause. And I don't believe in that. <gasps> I don't believe that anyone is really a lost cause, honestly. I know that oh. may sound too optimistic. You know, Did for... you hear that word? Did you hear what she just said? Oh, Kyla, that's the best thing. You're you're giving such good advice to people. You thrill me. It makes me happy. So, Kayla, so are there such a thing in your business or your line of work as boundaries? I mean, mm. is there something you can't? Yes, go yes, into? yes, yes. So, boundaries is a. <laughs> Is a word, um, I have a love-hate relationship with that word um, because it's actually been, has been a challenge for me in my work because I do get very invested into relationship building, into especially with these kids that have been through so much um, and also just adults that have been through so much trauma um, that I find myself a a weakness. It it could also be a strength, but a weakness is... um, having boundaries being a little bit blurred, you know, for instance, um, you, I remember I one time was, um, would, would, I don't know, just, um, feeling when you feel for a person, you know, it's so easy to just let everything go go out the window, you know, and you just, you want, you want to do anything you can to help them, you know, but at the same time, I cannot, it's a lesson that I'm learning. Like I cannot, heal someone. I cannot fix someone. I cannot like, I can, I can aid in that process. I can help someone come to a discovery, you know, but I think that I've grown so much in boundaries and learned how important they are because to be honest with you, I used to think I could, (laughs) I used to think I'm responsible for, you know, if someone's broken or struggling, I'm responsible for fixing them and making everything perfect and amazing. It's just, that's not feasible. Um, and I, I wouldn't say I got burned out, but I would become very discouraged you know, because I'm doing everything I can. I remember with one client I had, I would stay up till late night in the hours, which was crossing all sorts of boundaries, just, you know, allowing, um, allowing people to vent and talk and be that space for them. Um, but at the end of the day, I think we also need to allow that person to find something in themselves 
to to help them to change, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm not always going to be here reminding you and holding your hand, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I think we all do have that strength and ability within us. Um, and, and you so, would tell them that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, I think that's the, the important thing, even when it comes to boundaries, is just recognizing, like, look, even though my heart wants to be here with you every waking moment and make sure you do everything perfect and right to be well, um, that's not helpful for you ah. because you need to you need to strengthen your own skills and, you know, your own self. I think there's this example, I probably, probably will botch it up, but the idea of, like, a baby uh, chick inside an egg, uh-huh. I believe it's, like, um, they... The mom, the mom has to let them break through on their own to grow oh. the strength so that, you know, once, once they break through, they'll have the strength to be able to, to fly and they need to build those muscles to break out. And so I think it's kind of the same concept, you know, with, um, with people and boundaries. Very it's interesting. Yeah. Sense. Realizing like, yes, I, I have this desire to like walk you through every moment of this, but also I want you to recognize this inside of you too. Ah. And you have the strength yourself. Um, yeah. So do you think the work you do is helping not only the children, but the parents? Hmm. Do you get to relate to the parents also? That's a great question. Um, yes. Yes. Um, to an extent, I would say, I'm not going to overly, no, overly optimistic, say hundred percent. I would say um, it can be a challenge um, because I am very child-focused in what I do, obviously, primary, but also when you're child-focused, innately you have to also be family-focused because, you know, you're working with a whole unit. Mm -hmm. And it can be challenging because um, parents will have their own their own trauma that maybe has not been dealt with Mm -hmm. from their past. Mm -hmm. And so now they're trying to do the best they can with pieces are a little bit broken inside of them too. So there's a lot of complicating factors there. Um, So my heart goes out to all of the families I work with, obviously, but um, it can be a little more challenging, I would say to, to relate because there are more complicating factors, right? right? So they're working with that trauma and then also the brokenness in the family situation currently. So there's a lot, Um, there's a lot there. Um, to stay focused on the child, but also to address, hey, even though you're in this situation, like I want to validate that you've been through a lot yourself. Which is good because they need love too. You know, my husband, when he was a little boy, his father would get drunk or something and he'd hit, he'd beat him with a cudgel. My husband Mm -hmm. wrote, has written this diary and I'm in it all the way through too, but I was amazed that's why he really didn't love himself hmm. enough. My husband was an alcoholic. Hmm. He got three drunk driving tickets in one year, and we had to divorce legally, even yeah. though we still are friends and stayed friends for the rest of his life. But he didn't have love. He he yeah. didn't love himself because he was beaten. Beating children, I right. think, is the worst thing you can do mm-hmm. for a child. Mm-hmm. There's time out, and there's... You can take things, toys away or something you can't play with this or we have to talk. There's many other ways, but the Absolutely. beating a child, 
I think is the worst thing you can do. And I, I love that you brought that up actually, because it can be so easy to be judgmental towards a parent, you know, and you really just like, that's where you said, but then you always have to ask the question, what have they been through? Right. You know, what have they been through? Exactly. It's so easy to judge. It is so easy to judge, you know, right, right, right. and I've had so many instances where, to be honest with you, I, I think we all do. It's, it's an innate thing. You see, you know, how could you do this? How could you abuse? How could you do this? You know, but then you take a moment to listen to somebody's story. Everybody has a story. Where Everybody, they come from. Has Everybody has a story. A foundation that the way that they tick is, you know, based off of experiences they've been through, yes. positive or negative. Yes. And you start to ask those questions and you start to dig deeper and, you know, dots start to line up. Um, that's not at all to excuse um, abusive behavior at all, of at course. all. But it's just rather to, um, to kind of gain more of an understanding as to where it comes from. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. it does come from somewhere. It does, yes. Yeah. And, and also you said about the, the self-love piece too. It's extremely important um, you know, as a, as a, I, I see it as even as a, as a parent, as a relationship, as a spouse, whatever it may be, as just a person and living in society. Like if you are, are you, if you are not able to fully, you know, have love for your own self, have mm -hmm. self-worth, you know, it's mm -hmm. really, it's rather difficult to, mm -hmm. um, you know, to give that out to, it's like, it's almost like there's, if there's a void there, there's going to be a void in, in relationships. There's exactly. going to be a void somewhere. Yes. You know, something's going to come up short. So Kayla, you know, this is what I'm thinking. If you have a, if a person hasn't walked in somebody else's shoes or moccasins, mm -hmm. how can you judge them? Because you don't know what, where, what kind of life they've had. Absolutely. And that's actually something I'm really passionate about because it is so easy to judge. It's so easy to look at a situation and say, you know, how could they, how could someone do this? How could someone, you know, abuse or even things that they say or, you know, go into a destructive lifestyle or wind up on the street or you name it, you know, um, and that to preface that is not to, you know, um, validate any type of abuse or any type of thing that is hurting another person. But at the same time, you have to ask the question, why? You have to ask that deeper question. You have to not ride someone off, you know, because like you said, we have not walked in someone else's shoes. And I think providing space to ask the why and something always leads back to something. Mm -hmm. You know, we are not born, it's my personal belief, we're not born into this, you know, this world just, you know, um, with this innate you know, um, I don't know, different people have different, different views on that. But I, I, I do believe that experiences lead us into behaviors. Behaviors. They do. Um, and I think that if we are not, if we're not careful, we can look at behaviors and it's so easy to place a judgment on, on that. Even small things too. We do it all the time, right? Mm -hmm. We don't, we don't even in a small ways there, our mind is constantly, you know, programmed to, to being judgmental as opposed to empathetic, I think. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's, um, we really have to take that extra step and be cognizant of asking the why. So if you said something right now to me that I, I felt like I, you know, I could judge, it's always taking that step. Okay. Um, tell me more about, you know, and, and creating that space for the why is so important because then, then that gives me insight into your experience, which gives me natural empathy for you. And then, um, it really, you know, dispels a lot of that judgment because that judgment is, is extremely destructive. Mm -hmm. yeah. I agree. I, I just hope we can all 
learn to get along. It's my dream. I've always said that. But you know, the love of a mother, my mother mm. gave me so much love. She would hug me, and I needed that. I'm a child of the universe. I'm an Aries, first child of the universe, and very insecure, basically. Mm. And my mother gave me, she would hug me, and we'd go for rides. The family, my father would drive, and my mother would be in the front seat. I want to sit on mommy's lap, mm. okay? But she had, she had, she was heavier. She had a little flesh around here. And I'll never, I mean, that love, love, it gave me the love I have today. That's it. And confidence, too. Confidence. I think, I love what you said, too. There's something on that with receiving love. It's like, how you even said, it got, like, I, you know, I... I, I believe in God and I believe like I receive love from God and then therefore I can love myself and then therefore I can love others. And it's this, you know, that's this thing. It's like, there's this thing in receiving, I think, yes. you know, if we're able to open ourselves up, open our hearts up to receive yes. love from, from any who, you know, whoever that is for you, if that's yes. God and religion, if that's, you know, people, if that's through your mother, if that's whatever outlet you can receive love and our friends our and our friends. friends. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think the more that we're open to that, the more we're cognizant of that, the more we allow. It's a vulnerable thing, too. It can be, you know, opening ourselves up, um, be in relationship to receive love. But at the same time, it's something that ultimately, if you were really looking to, you know, better relationships, to build people up, to, you know, cast vision for change, like, that's that's where it's at. And it makes you feel good. It does. It feels good inside when you... When you help somebody or or you encourage them and you talk on the phone and you you compliment, you say, I love the way you talked about this or or the play we went to. Wasn't that a good idea? But communicating and exchanging ideas. Yes. Yes. That's always a thrill yeah. for me. That's what too. I thought with you on the airplane. That's what one. we did on the airplane. And then <laughs> we, we did, went we came back and we sat the on same the thing. same airplane. You sit <laughs> We didn't, oh, that was so much fun. That was a great trip. Yes, yes. it was divine. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you, Miss Kayla. Of course, of course. You've made my my day. I'm so looking forward to seeing you again. Of course. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Rita's World. And I hope we inspired you to believe in yourself, love yourself, then you can love so many more people. Mm-hmm. But it's not a narcissistic way. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a way of feeling good about yourself and then you can love others. Thank you again. Bye. See world what we can do? We never stop learning. We did it. it. I loved that. Was it good? I loved that. Me too. That was really, yeah, I loved it, how it ended on that love piece. Oh, good. That was really cool.